welcome everyone. Thank you for joining the chat with Sandy and Karen. I am Sandy. And here you join us where everything is unscripted and you never know what the topic will be. <laughs> Hello everyone. Welcome to chat with Sandy and Karen. I'm Karen Jackson and Sam, our guest today, Mr. G. Carlos. <laughs> Welcome for our chat. Thank you for having me. <laughs> so how are you feeling today, Carlos? I'm doing awesome. Um, it's, I'm sure that, uh, Karen, you've seen what happened to me in the past few weeks. But I can say that right now, I can appreciate life a lot better. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Some... Uh, it's amazing what a, a couple good health challenges will do for you to uh, make you appreciate what you have and just kind of waking up every day, you know? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Makes a difference. Yes. Yes, sir. So, um, that, let me just, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to uh, let you know, I'm, I'm going to describe how uh, I met you and then... Um, uh, Sandy, we, we can uh, talk about your innovator experience a little bit, and then Carlos is going to share. It looks like a little bit about his project and about uh, game of some gamification he's working on. Um, so, uh, when I became an innovator in 2017, I was afterward. Uh, we were mentored. There were other innovators that that walked with us through a project for a whole year. And I had such a good experience that I wanted to be someone else's mentor. And uh, in order to stay connected to the Google Educator program, I joined a GEG, a Google Educator group. And the only one at that time was one way down in South Texas. And I live in Central Texas, which we're in the same state, but we're hours and hours drive away. <laughs> So I, um, I met this guy named, named Carlos and, uh, he, he was a pretty on fire guy for education and, uh, Google. And, uh, when I signed up for the GEG, I just really enjoyed the teachers and the caliber of discussion they had and the, the projects they talked about. And so, uh, I guess I've known Carlos for about, Car about two years, maybe just about. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, TCEA, would, would you share a little bit about uh, presenting? Yes, it, it was an awesome experience. Um, first, I applied to TCEA to present on podcasting, so something on the side on my own. But in the process, um, I enjoy presenting, so I presented at uh, another one, but it was mainly about Google and Google for education products. And there I met somebody that works for Google, an actual Googler. So she invited me to TCEA that I would present. I applied and uh, my application was on Jamboard and how to use Jamboard in general. Because Jamboard at that time was very new <laughs> and there was uh, nobody was really presenting on it. So I thought that's my way in, right? So <laughs> I ended up presenting two different uh, two different times at TCEA. 
one for Google at the Google Theater, which was pretty awesome, and one uh, in a different location. So, and there, Karen was helping me, which was pretty, pretty cool thing. <laughs> and my oh, phone yeah. is talking to me because I said Google. <laughs> it was it was pretty awesome experience. Um, it was a volunteer situation. So I volunteered to be at the Google booth and uh, Carlos was um, presenting at the time. Uh, Sandy, were you going to say something? That I just said, Karen, you are a helper. <laughs> You're out there helping everybody. <laughs> Well, I just, I just love it. I love the, I love seeing other people succeed. It's, it's pretty mm -hmm. awesome. Um, I get as excited as if it were my own project. So um, that's, I think that's what I, I kind of live vicariously through people. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, you're awesome. Oh, well, thank you. Of course, of course, more and more. Um, <laughs> and, and modest too. Yes, yes, that's the height, height of modesty. Um, so you, what do you want to talk about first? Well, um, how about Sandy says with her innovator project, and then I'll jump into mine. Okay, yeah, so I also became an innovator in 2017. Uh, actually, that's where I met Karen. Um, uh, my project was actually um, has I was a language teacher then, and uh, my project was that I was typing in the same words, um, giving the same feedback to all the students, and I wanted to make a shortcut for that. Um, so at the my uh, my mentor. Uh, the one that was recommended said he knew programming, but actually when it came to it, he knew nothing. And then I never heard from him and my project went down. But luckily I met two other innovators whose projects were also going down and together we came up with an idea about digitized wonder women and um, how to you know, uh, feel, uh, make women feel good about the knowledge they have and then share the knowledge between everyone. Um, and that ran for about a couple of years. And while everyone, I mean, the other two with their jobs and with COVID, it just got so crazy, busy for them. And we weren't getting anywhere. And then me and Karen were on TED Talks, we we're doing a masterclass together and then we just came up with an idea. And and now I think this is our follow-up from the Innovators Project that we are now podcasting, not just, I mean, I mean, the thing is, what do women do? They have coffee. What do they do? They chat about everything, anything and everything. And that's what we're doing. But what we like to do is have a, chat not just about women and celebrate women we want to do it about men too because i think together we collaborate and we do so many good things together and that's what we're trying to do just chat and drink coffee and talk. <laughs> yep coffee yes. sounds good <laughs> cheers 
<laughs> time to sip. <laughs> um, to continue on your conversation there, um, I have two little girls, a mm. six-year-old and a four-year-old, and um, they are the world to me. I want to show them that they should have a future without limitations. And um, as a computer teacher, one of my idols or um, heroes, if you want, is Ada Lovelace. So, <laughs> and if you know who she is. Yeah, I'm actually a computer teacher. Uh, I live in Sweden. And that's where I was teaching languages because I was teaching English. But technically, I have been teaching computer science for 20 years. That's awesome. And this is what we're trying to do is get those little girls to make the choice if they want to do science or not. But it's their choice. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, that is so cool that you mentioned your children. Um, you know, that's what it's all about. That's that's why we're here and that's you know as educators it's important that uh we can well be well model all the time like everything we do we need to remember that our children are watching us whether they're biological children or not i mean our students are watching us and uh we can we can encourage them every every minute so um i really i appreciate you mentioning that Yes, and uh, I mean that's that's pretty much where my my uh, innovator project came from. Is I thought about they're gonna grow up, and I want to make sure that they go the correct path. So what can I tell them? What uh, advice can I give them in order for them to, when it comes down to it? for it's their decision right but for them to understand that they need to that their decisions will have a consequence right and from there i thought but it's not just my daughters it's my students too so how can i can combine two in one how can i give them advice and then it went from just how can i give them advice to how can I give advice not just to my students, but to future or the students that I had in the past before? And, and I was at that point, like they, there are some students that are already graduated. Those are the ones that are really going to need the advice. The students that I have right now are just probably going to see it as a class. So how can I provide something for the students that are already graduated? Right. And now at one point I thought, maybe if I write a book. And then I thought, are they actually going to read a book? Right. So, <laughs> and, and that's where I was at that point is those that really need it more than likely will not want to read the book. And uh, I, I was between what can I do here? I applied for the Innovator Project and with the question of how might we better prepare high school seniors and those that graduated for adult responsibilities. Mm. That's where it started. As I went through the program, uh, 
the idea of not just adult responsibilities, but what about college responsibilities? So, and adult and college, all down, all of that came down to financial advice. For example, making sure that you don't max out your credit card and then uh, just pay the minimum, which is what I did. And um, for a long, long time, I was in debt. I can say that starting next year, I will no longer have credit card debt. Oh, that's awesome. Yes, a big step for me. And that's uh, something that uh, that's part of where my passion for this advice for my daughters, advice for my students because of a bad experience I had as a result and all had to do with financial, right? Understanding what is being financially independent versus always trying to achieve you know, getting a bigger paycheck each time. It's not so much about getting a bigger paycheck, but being financially independent, whether you have a small paycheck or a big paycheck. Right. And from there, it turned from um, how can I advise them to what if it's something fun for them? And from there, it went from something fun to what about a game show for the students? <laughs> now, that's the what they call the 10x idea, right? So that's my goal in the future, to get a game show for students. But I need a stepping stone. So where can I go? Where can I launch from? And this is where... This is where I am in my innovator project. My innovator project is going to be a game board similar to life, but not life, right? And the title is going to be Adulting Ninja. <laughs> the Adulting Ninja game board. Love it. Love it. That's great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what a great idea. I think um, I think that's what... Uh, kids need they they are in going into the future but with their eyes closed even more so now than probably what we did when we went to university or college i think um, they need something and yeah like we said they do not read <laughs> and, and one thing about uh going to the university which is very difficult is the cost in the past it was the, the percentage was you know your your debt to what you were going to earn was a small percentage of debt now it's like you're going to be in debt forever just because you want a better education mm. so it, it's a big difference the cost it's not just the cost because of the the value of the dollar or the value of wherever you're from but uh, it's the cost overall, the percentage of how much you're going to make versus how much you're in debt has increased. And that is a big difference now. Mm. And that is a big problem. Yes. So. Awesome. Well, I think that um, that's, that's actually 
way way back in the stone ages when i got married my husband told me he said you need you need to get find out what you what your career is so that if anything ever happens to me that you have something of your own that you could continue on with and i just really respect him for that and i know that um a lot of students now are you know especially in the last year they've been at home and they don't have connections. They don't have experiences where they can meet mentors and, you know, get out into the world to tr practice their skills, to practice, you know, financing and, and being responsible with their money and things like that. So, um, you know, it, I think it's going to be more challenging now in the time of COVID. Of course, again, everything's more challenging, but um, uh, to to uh to practice you know and they kind of have to have a non-threatening place to practice and and I, that's why i think this game is brilliant because if they mess up and lose forty thousand dollars in a game it's not going to matter <laughs> yeah. but if they get forty thousand dollars in credit card debt that's going to matter is it similar to like the monopoly is so you're going to do a board game or is it um a app that they will download Right now, my goal is a board game, and uh, as as the the goal right now, yes, a board game. But then after that, can I make that board game into a video game, or can I make that game into a game show? So I'm starting with a board game idea first, and from there, if I can expand, that will be the next step. Because it's Monopoly. Yes, but Monopoly is more of a real estate, yeah. how to invest. Uh, well, that's more of a real estate. Uh, the original idea of Monopoly was, uh, it was actually called the Landlord's Game or something like that. Hmm. But uh, bef that was before it got acquired and then it was called Monopoly. But the original, the person that created Monopoly was more interested in warning people what happens if you have a monopoly and how everybody else loses as a result. But it got turned into if you have a monopoly, you get all the money. So that's much better for yourself. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that, that has a different message right there. <laughs> I wonder if that's a commentary on... Uh on uh, civilization <laughs> you know um i will send you a link later i've got to find it i know in italy there is a game they play as a family and it might be similar to monopoly i'm not sure but it is all about money it is all about who can have money for their future or something i it, i've not heard it in the english uh, games but definitely uh, an Italian one. But I will send the link, Karen. Remind me because yes. my brother's a sieve. Will do. That's cool. Yes, that sounds awesome. And that might, I, the more board games I play, uh, the better of an idea how I want to create my board game in the end. Yeah, yeah. That uh, that was one of the best projects I had. In, and it was actually an English class we had to create a board game about the books we were reading, which was pretty interesting. It was a fun, fun project 
just creating the game um, because of the, of course, our, my teacher was very wise. We had to do a lot of research, but uh, it was a, it was a fun project. I love mm-hmm. games. Games are great. Speaking of board games, <laughs> uh, there's this website called Flip, Flippity, Flippity.net. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. I've heard of it, but I haven't spent too much time on it. Okay. It, it does have a board game uh, idea to that. So you can see the that there's... Uh, it will uh, allow me to share my screen. That way you can see what oh. I'm talking about. Okay. But uh, it's fairly simple. It has the pieces. It has uh, the, the squares. It has a die. So I click on the die, for example. And, uh, and then it has right here some cards. So using Google Sheets, you can create a board game real simple so when it comes to for example that english project that you mentioned it Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be just a concept in your mind you can actually create it digitally that's awesome but that's not what i'm here to talk about (laughs) (laughs) something else okay so let's get to it we're warmed up now all right Show you what the board game we're playing this Christmas. Pandemic. Whoa, that looks interesting. And it's not about who wins; it's about you as a team that are going to win together. Oh, nice! That's cool. Have you played it yet? No, it's still in the. We're going to open it up. This is our Christmas thing. Oh, cool. I won't tell anyone. Okay. <laughs> yeah, no one listens to this progress. Mind. That's awesome. <laughs> okay, My, Carlos. Yeah, the, the I was going to comment on that. My little girls are six and four, so it's kind of difficult which board games I get to play with them. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's very what? limited. Candyland, I think. How was it? Candyland, probably. I haven't tried Candyland, but Snakes and Ladders, for example. Yeah, yeah. It's very basic. (laughs) Guess who? Guess who? Yes, with my six-year-old. I don't know about my four-year-old. I wish my kids were that young. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Right. So what I created, and this was something recent that uh, I just wanted to see what can I do with something as simple as uh, Google Forms or Google Slides. And the one thing that has that Google Forms and Google Slides has is this thing, uh, this conditional, if you do this, then you go to this location. Hmm. So my idea was can i create a choose your own adventure game using google forms and google slides depending on where you click is what's going to happen next right so at first you know how breakout rooms were popular 
and that breakout room turned into breakout edu and those were popular and then there started to this trend of it's too expensive for a breakout edu what about making it digital and somebody came up with the idea can we create a digital breakout room using google forms and normally a google forms uh if you type a password on google forms like you create a password field and then you'd use the conditional or what is it called not conditional formatting that's google sheets i've been working a lot with google sheets lately it's uh well let me open up google forms because i quite can't remember what it's called but Wow. In Google Forms, there's this thing called uh, where you oh, check if based the on, based on your response goes yeah. to a certain certain uh, section. No, it's a uh, like a password thing. Oh, mm. and I thought I knew it by memory, but uh, apparently I forgot. So you can create a password using Google Forms. The problem with that. And it's called response validation. There we go. Oh. In Google Forms, there's something called response validation. And if I change it to text and contains, so the text must contain the password. All right. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's that. That's normally how a breakout, a digital breakout using Google Forms would work with passwords because you need to find out the key oh, yeah. to move forward. The problem with that is that you can easily hack a Google Form to find out what the password is. And I mean, if you don't know that that's possible, then of course you'll never be able to find out how to hack it, right? But if you just understand that you can hack the password in a Google form, I'm sure there's somewhere out there uh, a video or an instruction that says, this is how you do it. And it's three simple steps. So that's not so much of a board game. Excuse me, that's not so much of a, a game to be able to play because all the passwords are in the Google form either way. You just need to know where to look for it. Mm. Um, side tip or side note, uh, I will, during our VIA 20, there's this breakout that we're supposed to do, right? Mm. And it was digital. Uh. I had no idea how to solve it. Like uh, a few days before it was due, uh, somebody told us, or it was supposed to be in a group, right? We're supposed to solve it in a group. And somebody said, this is the answer for the first question. <laughs> well, that's not fun. <laughs> no, it's, we're supposed to solve it in a group. So <laughs> yeah. I said, this is the answer for the first question. And uh, they were able to find it somehow. And they, me, I, I couldn't figure out the first question or the second question. They were just... It took them a long time to figure out the first question. By the time I went in, I'm like, I have no idea. So I'm like, okay, I know the answer to the first question. Let me look at the code on the website. 
So I started looking for the answer in the website itself. And sure enough, it was within the code. So from there, I started to find patterns. And uh, I didn't know the answers to any of the questions. <laughs> but we solved the problem and we broke through. Brilliant. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, how was that again? Great minds. They work alike, so they think alike, and they can solve it. <laughs> yeah, so with uh, somebody solving the question, I was able to solve the other ones, but not by actually solving the questions, rather by looking at the code, hmm. which was pretty cool, um, which is the same. Going back to the Google Forms, it's going to be the same thing. Eventually, somebody's going to solve the that, and it's going to be kind of simple from there on. Yeah. If there are any other breakouts. So I thought instead of a breakout game, how about a choose your own adventure game? Mm -hmm. And that's when I came with the idea that uh, if you choose or in, in Google Forms, it's called, I need to use the multiple choice. And there's one that says, go to section based on answer in yeah. Google Forms. And that's where I came with a quick story just to make sure that it did work. And uh, let me show you by presenting this share screen. And I'm, I'm taking some screenshots too, and I'll share these below when we uh, uh, put this in our okay. uh, YouTube channel. All right. I'm going to try to be as descriptive as possible for the audio listeners only. Okay. But as you can see here, here's my, uh, my Google form. And uh, I called it Teacher Alone. It's, so it's a story and it starts, it's a second person point of view. So the story is about you. And it starts with, would you like to enter an email address? And then it starts with a story. And notice it says that email address not required, but it's part of the story. Hmm. Uh, so it starts with a story that, are you tired? And then you suddenly wake up. And what should you do? Should you take a shower first or turn on the camera because you're late to class already? So this is where I continue. The next thing is it tells you not all the students join and uh, it gives you a little story as to what's gonna happen next. But you have this administrator waiting for you, right? and you get in trouble as a result and uh what should you do next like in this example it's time for a break so i move on to leave the camera and it takes you to a something else entirely break is over and then something else happened if you didn't had a hard enough you you get an email with a memo right because you were late to class and then you see the memo and it says, this is what's going on. It has been a very frustrating day 
and now either you work on your lesson plans or you take a nap <laughs> because it's part of being a teacher right that's great and then you like for example right now i decided to work on my lesson plans but i'm very exhausted mm. so in the middle of it i pass out and then i hear a sound you wake up there's an alarm and you the alarm is your house alarm you're not sure why your house alarm is ringing but uh you know the passcode oh wait what's that passcode it's the birthday of the first computer programmer so this is going to be one of those uh, breakout rooms things that I talked about earlier, which uh, if I just type whatever here and I click next, it says wrong eight digit code. I'm not going to bother Googling who the first computer programmer is, and I'm not going to bother figuring out what her birthday is. Instead, I'm going to go what I did with pretty much anything else that I'm trying to hack. I'm gonna look at the, at the developer tools. I'm gonna find the information I have. I'm gonna go to right there, I see it. And I can tell that the birthday is 18, 15, 12, 10. So in 1815, December 10th, <laughs> I move on to the next part now that I know the code, right? And uh, you hear a silence, so you're trying to, to see who's home. And you find nobody. So what do you do next? You call the cops or you go to search for them. So you can choose either one. Right. And if you call the cops, then you start doing one thing. If you search for them, you start doing something else. So I'm going to go search for them before I call the cops. Let's see what happens. You bring everything, you lock the door. And then you realize that your phone needs charging. <laughs> uh, but wait, the door is locked and, and you can't go back inside. But uh, because you are a teacher, you do have a paper and pen. So what should you put on the note on the door just in case they come back? For right now, I'll just put, I'll be back. <laughs> and then the light flickers and then the lights go off and then you see a shadowy person in the distance what do you do next hurry or run or hide let's just say that i hide i move on to the next one and uh you see a shadow actually you don't see the shadow but when you emerge all of a sudden you just hear smack and pass out <laughs> and submit and then you you come to the end of the story you are flutter what happened what was that you were just dreaming <laughs> the night was so surreal you look at your phone it's just saturday at 4 17 a.m so 
everything was just a dream. It's time to calm down until you actually go to your Gmail. And I'm waiting for this thing to load. No reply. So it's over here. And then you get this note in your Gmail. It says, I'll be back. That's the note you wrote, remember? <laughs> awesome. I love that. So the, the player actually gets that email. Yes. The If you enter at the beginning, if you remember, it asks for an email. Cheers. That's Thank you. Cool. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, that's really good. Yes. And uh, so that's one way of uh, choose your own adventure. The other one is using Google Slides. And one of the things that it's awesome about Google Slides is that you can link from one slide to a different slide. Hmm. So that makes it uh, easy, right? So if you want, that's, uh, I'm not sure if you've seen uh, Slides Mania. Mm -hmm. She creates a lot of these things where you have a slide and it has several options. You click on one of the options and it gives you mm -hmm. information about that. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Based on that idea, I had my students create a game. Whoops. Yeah, proceed to this side. I'm not sure why it's giving me a warning. But there it is. So, so slide. That is a Google slide, yes. Cool. That's a slide presentation that my student created, created all the graphics, by the way, using Google Slides only. So let's say hide. That looks familiar. <laughs> Run or hide. Oh. Run away or follow. OK, so let's see what happens if I click follow. And I'm not sure if you can hear the sound, but uh, there is some sound effects and other stuff going on here. Oh, so it's an axe murderer, either running or hiding from an axe murderer. OK, let's see what happens if I take the other path. So all I'm doing is I'm clicking on links here. So this is a link to a different slide. And I click on it. It takes me to a different slide. And that slide has an animation. Mm. And apparently, I selected the correct path because I survived. <laughs> and it has a little bit of music. So what he did, honestly, I didn't check it. But he impressed me. And uh, I entered his, uh, his game for for a competition that we're having here in Texas. So hopefully, uh, we, I've always entered my students in a gaming competition of some sort. And every year, we win something. So hopefully, it's the only student that participating this year. Uh, unfortunately, because of everything that's going on, it's kind of difficult to work with everybody. Yeah. But uh, he did such an awesome job that I think he deserves uh, to be entered in the competition. And yeah, hopefully, cool. he'll win. So now that is it. Uh, now Texas Computer Educator Association. That's what we've been talking about. TCEA is that the contest, or is there a different? Um, is it, is, I know it's ISTE also. It's through the Library Association, uh, so it's uh, oh. Texas Youth Creator Awards. Oh, very cool. That's nice. We yeah. can include those links too. That's great. 
Now, Sandy, your students are doing some programming. Yeah. Do you think some of them would like to create, maybe create their own adventure? I think, uh, I mean, looking at this, what's really good is, um, I don't know, with programming, I'm running out of ideas. I mean, how much programming and PowerPoints and things can I give them? But, I mean, the slides idea is great. Yeah. If I think about a computer, they will say, oh, do I put the graphics card in? Yes, no. If I don't put it in there, then this will happen. I don't know, maybe because they've got to do a user guide. And I think that'd be a great way of showing how to do a user guide. Oh, yeah. Create something. Um, it is difficult, I think, because we're all distance learning here as well. Um, but I think that, I mean, the science teachers, language teachers, it's difficult for everyone, but they can always grab something and do something but when I'm teaching programming or uh, teaching computers or networking it's so hard to explain online like can't even say look out your window because I don't know what they can see outside the window true. yeah yeah that's true well that sounds really good but, you know Carlos that's um something I can take away and probably start thinking about after the holiday break they can start doing something like that. That's yeah, good. it's a. I mean, once you teach the concepts of one slide linking to the other one, then mm. they just really need to create a storyboard. That way, they have a guide to start with. Mm. You know, so storyboard is like an algorithm, right? Yeah. Now you have your algorithm. Start programming. Now you mm. have your storyboard. Start creating. Yeah. yeah. And the key is to have a good story because if they have a crummy, a shallow story, there's not very many choices that they could program into there. Yeah. So uh, one thing that I do want to mention is that uh, for somebody that is new at this and trying to figure out just the Google Forms, for example, that it's probably the simplest way to start. Uh, linking one section of the Google Form to a different section of the Google Form. And uh, same thing, having a storyline. It's going to take a lot of time and practice trying to figure it out. And then every time you try it, try different paths. That's because I think right now I saw there was a mistake on the story that I created. It was supposed to go one way. It took me a different way. Mm -hmm. Of course, I didn't mention it because it was going to take away from the story. <laughs> but uh, once uh, the story's established, uh, look through your paths to see if it's working. And it's a lot of frustration because it's not working the way you want. But I mean, you've seen that, Sandy, in programming, right? Yep. You get that error and you're trying to debug. Mm -hmm. And it's just you forgot that uh, semicolon or depending on the language yep. you're using, right? <laughs> and you can't see it because sometimes you need the semicolon. Sometimes you don't need it. And you never know where it's supposed to go until you have that experience. Yeah. Same thing is going to be in uh, Google Forms. You you see where it is, but you're trying to figure out why it looks like it's supposed to work just based on what I see here. But over here, it's not going the correct way. What did I do wrong? So that's where you start this debugging process. Yeah. 
And I think it's a great way of showing that, you know, in programming, these are the problems. It can be very small, very big, but then now go and look at it. It's like a needle in a haystack, you know, yeah. sometimes. So yeah. for teachers, like English teachers, if they want to write a story for the students to follow, or if they want the students to create a story, it's not something that you're gonna do for every single lesson. It's There's no way, it takes a long time to prepare. Mm -hmm. So maybe start creating one this semester and then another one next semester. And if you continue teaching the same subject, eventually you're gonna have your portfolio with several lessons that you could be using. So this year you only have two, right? Next year you're gonna have four. Yeah. And uh, we can continue with that. I like going with uh, also doing one as a class first mm -hmm. um, to, to, you know, you have your class story and then they work on their individual projects. And that way they see the results of maybe making a certain type of decision or three choices versus two choices. You know, what does that look like? So doing one with the class is always, I think is a good way to model that activity. Making choices. That's actually a good point right there. Um, history so you have the path that history dictates but now let the students think what would happen if in history this happens right or what if it goes the other way so based on historical events follow that path and then create a story what would happen if something else happens what if from there there's a different choice would it take it back or would it go completely the opposite way so there's multiple uses there. I'm not sure how I would implement this in math other than problem solving, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, English has a similar uh, effect, just like history. Yeah. And um, science, uh, same. I guess it just depends on which science subject we're talking about. If it's chemistry, right? What happens if you do this steps first versus this other steps? What are you supposed to do next? You add this chemical, this base to this acid. Those are two strong bases and two strong uh, a strong base and a strong acid. What's going to happen? Mix them, or do something else. Right? I'm not very familiar with uh, with yeah. chemistry there, but I know that bases and acids are going to explode. Chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> But saying that last week I was working on um, a slide, so I'll pass it on as well to Karen as well and to you, Carlos. And it's about computer parts. It's called Murder Mystery Suspense. So it's like a Cluedo. But, but the questions are to do with computer parts. Oh. So if they get it right, they'll get the clue. If they get it wrong, then I, okay, you have no clues. Interesting. All right. Well, that's yeah. that's another awesome example. Thank you. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Carlos, uh, for joining us. Um, is there anything, what, any last words you'd like to share with us? I just really appreciate your examples and uh, just uh, your willingness to discuss your projects with us. Thank you so much. Um, I would like to, you know, I'm all about Google. Uh, Mr. G, that G is not for Google, but it fits, right? <laughs> so uh, I would encourage 
all educators to look into something called the Google Educator Group. Karen, that's how we met. So mm -hmm. I think I'm very, very thankful to our local GEG. Ours is for South Texas. Although even though it says it's for South Texas, we have members from all over the world and from all over Texas. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not just a GEG that is exclusive to that location. I'm sure any GEG that you request will be more than happy to have you in. Uh, if you want to be part of the South Texas group, uh, you can always visit geg.soutx.us. And there's some information about the group and how to join if you're interested in joining the group. Uh, we're going to have a really big remodification of our group. It's moving from one system to a different system so that we can communicate better with each other. We've been having problems with communication right now, so we're moving to a different system for better communication. Yay. But other than that, I mean, not just my group, join any. There's a global GEG that you could be joining as well. So look into your local Google Educator group. All right. Awesome. That's great, Carlos. You know, I'm so excited about your project. Uh, hopefully we can have you back on as well and and you can tell us how you've developed over the year It'd be so exciting maybe i can interview both of you yeah i mean she is my mentor after all <laughs> um and i'd be more than happy to come back uh, i have several other ideas um, I'm sure Karen has a list of them that I provided for her <laughs> and we can talk about something else. Yes, absolutely. Well, thank you again, uh, Sandy. You want to outro us out? Yeah, so thank you to Carlos, Mr. G. Thank you, Karen. And I also say thank you for listening to us at uh, Chat with Sandy and Karen. Follow us um, at chatwsa1. See you soon. Bye-bye, everybody. Goodbye.